Welcome to the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast. Get ready for hot takes, strong opinions, and good laughs. Hailing from Minnesota, your host, Brandon Hannum. Welcome back to the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Hannum. Oh my God. What did we literally just watch? We had to watch the greatest NFL game of all time. I'm like, what the hell was that? Back and forth. Like, I am emotionally, like, damaged right now. Like, I can't even comprehend, oh, what just happened. So, like, I am doing this podcast. I'm doing this Twitter Spaces uh, at the same time. I'm doing it live, like, literally 30 seconds after the game. And, like, the game ended, ran upstairs. My wife was, like, hammering with a hammer, like, putting up paintings. I'm like, chill for, like, 20 minutes. Please. I have to do this podcast. And it was just, I mean, it was almost too much to handle. First off, Justin Jefferson. I I don't even, like, okay, let's go. Okay, let's go first half. Let's go first half with this. First half, um, the dude, okay. First half, Vikings, Kirk Cousins. It was the tale of missed opportunities. Like, this game did not need to be close. The Vikings almost allowed it to be close. It was... um, Okay, Kirk had two interceptions. One was really bad. Uh, We had constant third downs. Constant... um, uh, Third and 12s, third and 15s. Uh, welcome to the stream, by the way, Ryan. I see you. Constant, just missed opportunities in the first half. The game was a lot closer, not due to the Bills beating us, but the Vikings allowing it to happen. So I'm, right now I'm trying to di- dissect everything in kind of real time, literally five seconds off, trying to just recuperate what I just freaking witnessed, man. So... Tail first half, good competitive game. I'm gonna look it up right now. Vikings Bills game. I just want like the just the boring box score of this game, so I can like refresh. Cause that was like the last two minutes was like the most unbelievable craziness game of all time. Okay, so it was going into the first, uh, going out of the first half. It was 24-10, looking like the the Vikings were done. Looking like they were absolutely cooked. But, like, the new nightmare, Kirk Kirktober, man. Well, now Kirk member. Kirk Thuggins. The Vikings then needed to show up. Needed to wake up. So we go, miss opportunity. Couple of bad interceptions. Uh, fumbled a weird handoff. Uh, just a super series of unfortunate events. Then we go into the second half. Okay, Vikings just classically kind of wake up. And they ended up scoring 20 points compared to just allowing six points in the second half. So a huge change in both defense and offense. And it kind of felt like now the Vikings weren't getting in their own way. They were kind of just uh, playing a game to win. Like they didn't, the tail first half was the Vikings just kind of getting in their own way. Patrick Peterson. Yeah, now let's talk about individual performances, then we'll kind of break down the uh, last two minutes of the game. Let's go Patrick Peterson. Oh, goat. Bah, that dude's a monster. What is he, 34? 
on his second one-year contract. And this he's still making plays. He's still showing up. He didn't have the greatest year last year. He really didn't. And now he's really turning back the clock. Like I think I saw something on Pro Football Focus. He had like an 80 overall for the season. Like the dude is just waking up and pulls two interceptions from the number three best quarterback in the NFL. Number two. I don't care where you rate him, but Josh Allen's that guy. That guy. And Patrick Peterson absolutely stole that game. A, the interception at the end of the game, but also an interception on fourth down. Huge. And he returned it for like 45 yards. Total yards for the... I mean, God, this game was so freaking even. 500 yards... 486 for the Bills. 481 for the Vikings. Like, this game was unbelievable. Okay. Let's talk Justin Jefferson. Okay. All right. Diggs is good. Diggs is a real good wide receiver, guys. Diggs is an A-minus top 10 receiver in the NFL. He ain't Justin Jefferson. That's not Justin Jefferson. Those catches, it wasn't just obviously the big loud catch. Fourth down and a billion, one-handed Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, duh, that's going to be on all over your ESPN top one best catch of the season, best catch since Odell. Like, that is going to be leading every sports story that you're going to listen to from here on. Unbelievable. But what Justin Jefferson did so good was just catch the ball when it mattered. When we needed those five yards, boom. When we needed that 15 yards, bop. The way Kirk Cousins throws to the sidelines is just so unbelievable. I can't believe who's, who's such a mid B plus quarterback on his best days, B minus on his bad days, that he can deliver those just dimes on the sideline. He looked stressed. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, that dude did not look like he wanted to be there in overtime, but man, delivered. That dude. I mean, a lot of times when you see like these like you know quarterbacks going to overtime, they have a really stoic look on their face and like super um, excited, you know, kind of like almost like determined. Right, like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, they look angry, but they almost look determined. Kirk Cousins looked like he was going to shit himself. <laughs> like the Kirk Cousins looked like he was going to absolutely like have a heart attack and die. Now he didn't play like that. He played phenomenally. Um, I mean, he stats wise he didn't, but he he controlled the game. He was one touchdown, one touchdown, two picks, three hundred and fifty yards. He threw fifty times, fifty times, and that's crazy. Because now let's go on to Dalvin Cook. Let's go on to the rushing leader. Dalvin Cook, when it matters, gets it done. When Dalvin Cook is at his best, it's not the second quarter, second and eight on the Vikings 40. That's not when Dalvin Cook's the best. Dalvin Cook's the best when it's first and 10, first drive of the uh, overtime. You hand him the ball and he gets you 11. And he does a one cut into open field. And he decides instead of cutting outside and maybe maybe breaking a tackle, he just cuts in and gets you that extra two, three yards and makes sure you get the first down. That's the best thing about Dalvin Cook. He is not Derrick Henry. He's not Christian McCaffrey. But he's an ape, dude. He's just solid as a rock. I love Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's a three-time pole bar, so like I'm not disrespecting. But he's not the guy. And now. But, like, when it matters, every time he shows up, when it matters, he is that guy. Josh Allen was the leading rusher for the freaking uh, uh, Bills. 
Dude, can we get a sack? Can the Vikings get a sack? You have Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith, who Zadarius Smith looked like he was okay. But we have Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Somebody get a sack. I know Tomlinson was missed, but apparently Tomlinson's the MVP. Apparently, Delvin Tomlinson's the best player on the Vikings defense because dude could not stop this big old white boy. Like, this Wyoming, I don't even know where he's from originally, but this Wyoming quarterback just looking like Cam Newton out there. Anytime, third and 16, he just doop, 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 and gone for like 35 yards. It was so frustrating. The Vikings did a great job of getting the Bills to third down. Like, it, it almost feels like the Bills defense didn't show up. They were 75% of the time, solid. Good. I mean, a couple of crazy penalties and a couple of crazy ref calls, which we'll get to. But overall, the defense got did their job and got Josh Allen to third and sixteen on the twenty. Like they did their job, and then they would just allow that huge run, that wild catch, just crazy. Right, the receivers. Let's talk about them quickly. The battle of Jefferson Diggs. Who's better? Well, this game and overall. Uh, Jefferson had 10 receptions, 193 yards and a touchdown. Stefan Diggs, 12 receptions, 128, zero touchdowns. Now, Jefferson had the play, and no one's going to remember that. <laughs> I'm not Jefferson, excuse me, Diggs. Diggs had the play, and no one's going to remember that. Because Jefferson, about one quarter later, said, No, I'm that guy. I'm him. I'm me. And absolutely took over this game. It was such a beautiful thing to see. Let's talk refs. Let's talk refs real quick. So... It was not a clean game called on either side. I hate blaming refs. I coached was you know football for eight years on the number three team in the state. I coached wrestling, uh, state champion, um, not as a team, an individual. Qualified five, six kids a state. I, I have dealt with refs. I've gone in. I've been in the heat of a ref. I've actually confrontationally met a ref on a field. Not like fighting, but like uh, you know disagreed with a ref on the mat and on the field. But I hate blaming them. I'll disagree all day. But blaming? I'm just not in that. That being said, I felt like the Singletary fumble. I'm sorry, homers. You know, not to be a homer. I think Singletary did not fumble the ball. If it was called uh, down on contact, instead of a called a fumble, it would have been as stands no matter what the refs would have called it initially. So if the net refs would have called it down by contact... It would have played a stand. And if they, say they called it a fumble, though, and they didn't have enough information, great. That's a huge benefit to us. The pass interference calls were ridiculous on Booth and the uh, overtime. Just silly. Especially when you let Hawkinson and D Jefferson in the end zone. Some really clear pass interferences. Just uh, And then the Gabe Davis catch. Every announcer, every ref, every dude... That announced on that game said that it was not a catch. Clearly, Gabe Davis did not catch that ball. But hey, good job on the Bills getting up to the line, calling the next play. That's what you do, right? When there's a questionable heel, Gabe Davis uh, uh, had 93 yards and a touchdown. He actually had an absolutely phenomenal game. Okay, so overtime, up, down, left, and right. Let's go like the one minute before overtime. Kirk didn't get in. It didn't look like he got in. On that fourth down, they did the right play call. You went for it. Kirk didn't get it. Sucks, right? Everyone thought game over. Then, when when I saw, I like, I, you know, you all, everyone kind of thought, oh, okay, I guess that game's over. But when I 
saw um, Josh Allen and the Bills line up in the end zone. I'm like, damn, they are really that deep. They must have been like the ball is like on the literal inch yard line uh, from the end zone. They were so close and Josh Allen should have taken the safety. And now all these smart guys are going to dissect that. No one knows in the moment. I wasn't thinking it. You weren't thinking it. Maybe quickly you thought it, but you don't just, oh, hey, take the safety here. That would have to be like 300 IQ play. And in the how crazy that game is, no one thought, oh, they should have taken the, the uh, safety. Absolutely, they should have in hindsight. 20 seconds, no timeouts with the Vikings having the ball down, what, one? Yeah, who cares? He fumbles the snap. And you know what? That's going to be start kind of becoming a thing with Josh Allen. We all love Josh Allen. Josh Allen's an absolutely phenomenal talent. Josh Allen is going to, um, he's going to start. If he doesn't start winning, if he doesn't start really winning these like close games and winning playoffs, getting to AFC championships, getting to Super Bowls, the little birdies of media are going to say Josh Allen's not clutch. Josh Allen can't get it done. He looks like he can get it done, but when you look at the results, he doesn't. The games that come to mind, the what was it, the Chargers and Allen, Mahomes Allen, Vikings Allen. There's going to be stuff. I, I love Josh. Everyone would take Josh Allen in five seconds. This is not a criticism, but he's a young quarterback, and his reputation is being built right now. There's a real chance. Come, let's say they blow a game or... Don't get to win the uh, uh, lose a game on a overtime drive in the playoffs. Be be watchful that Colin Cowherd's going to start calling him not clutch, or Shannon A. Smith's going to start yelling at his guest about how Josh Allen isn't that guy. Overall, the most important part of this game, there was one important part: winning it, of course. Cool, but yeah, that's of course important. But really, the most important part, even if they would have lost, how they answered in the second half, how they answered in overtime. Let's say the Vikings lose this game. Thank God they didn't. But it was to prove to everyone that wasn't a Vikings fan that they are real. That their Super Bowl hopes went from, oh yeah, they might, to reality. The criticisms was real of the, of the Vikings. They played no one. No one, guys. They played no quarterback. They played backups. They kept it close. They'd have to come back from behind. It was real. Those criticisms were 100% on point. And guess what? I said them too on my podcast. By the way, I am simulcasting this. This Everything you're hearing, Ryan, um, will be actually on the podcast as well. Like everything. This is raw. But you'd go in. I was hoping they would dominate the commanders and then play a good game and just say, Hey, we've arrived. We are one of the best teams. The Vikings not only proved that they belong, they proved that they can win. The Vikings proved that winning a Super Bowl this year, it would not, it's not shocking anymore. It's not surprising. It's borderline expected. I think the Vikings now solidify themselves as one of the top three. Top four. We'll call them the top, one of the top four teams. Top four e- easily. Eagles. Okay? Duh. And we lost. We looked horrible. We didn't have TJ Hawkinson, which I guess I really didn't hit on. TJ Hawkinson was exactly who we thought he was going to be. 
Oh, third and 10. Here you go. Oh, second and eight. Here you go. <laughs> like he is the safety blanket, the warm milk, the bedtime story. That's who TJ Hawkinson is. He's going to be phenomenal for the next 13 years. Congratulations. Buy your TJ Hawkinson jersey now. You will love him for the next 13, 14 years. But the Eagles, classic number one, best team in football. Then Chiefs, very close, right behind them. Chiefs could arguably be better than the Eagles. The Eagles have just not played too many different players. Then, oh, teams, excuse me. Then the Minnesota Vikings and Buffalo Bills. That's your now top four. That is your, I guess the Jets have the same record in the Dolphins. I believe that they're really good teams. I think the Vikings are just better. I think we all know that the Bills are just a little bit better. Chiefs, absolutely, and Eagles, absolutely. All the criticism of the Vikings, fair, 100% of my opinion, were they played no one, they did not belong, a little bit of a fake ID. They're fake. They're Kirk Cousins beating the Lions. They're Kirk Cousins barely beating the Commanders. They're Kirk Cousins barely beating the Andy Dalton Saints. But what they proved was this is Kirk Cousins, and we're going to beat the Buffalo Bills. This wasn't the Super Bowl, but if now this was the Super Bowl as a rematch, no one would be surprised. You should be ecstatic about this Minnesota Vikings team. This is a special year. KOC is a special coach. His calm demeanor, his exciting demeanor, his love of the game is infectious and you can tell. Darius Smith, the general manager, how they picked up these little players that have made unbelievable amount of difference. Z was really wasn't a little player, but to take that risk to get to re-sign Patrick Peterson, and he was apparently kind of getting upset with Minnesota. He didn't know his future. And the Vikings said, Trust us, trust me, Patrick. And look what he does. This is I don't want to say this is the gear that the Vikings need to win at all. But this is the start of I what I believe in an incredible decade. Now Kirk's going to get older. You're going to need a bridge quarterback. This is the start of a wonderful, competitive decade, and hopefully the Minnesota Vikings get one as early as this year. They need to sign Odell Beckham. <laughs> oh Jesus! Sorry, there's a little like scream in my ear. I think it's the the uh, <laughs> the mic picked up in my headphones and made like a scream. And I, I know the podcast people heard that too. It wasn't that loud for them, but it was loud for me. Oh, so the Vikings need to sign Odell Beckham Jr. They just do. KJ Osborne's great. Phenomenal. What a great number four. Go get it, Odell. Odell even commented on the game. He said, oh my God, what a game. Well, Odell, I tweeted at him. Obviously, not going to see it. I was like, dude, you could join it. <laughs> you could be a part of the game. He'll probably end up in Dallas. But Vikings-Dallas play next week. And we'll have a podcast for you for the preview this coming Friday. And, of course, any breaking news. Guys, Minnesota Vikings are 8-1, and one, beating the top three best team in football. Looking strong, looking good, looking like they belong. They have the talent. They have the stars. And the most important thing of every championship roster, they have that little bit of magic. And that little bit of magic is a part of every championship team. Tom Brady's first year in Tampa with Gronk and Antonio Brown. A bunch of land and misfit, incredibly talented toys. The Cubs winning the World Series. 
Pena up for the Astros, rookie replacing Carlos Correa, winning a World Series. There's just a weird little bit of magic. And the Vikings have that too. If you love Minnesota Viking football, give me a follow on the Vikings Off Tackle podcast during the season, twice a week, recapping a game, previewing the game, and any breaking news. If you like Twins Baseball, Twins Off Speed podcast. I have a baseball show. One time a week, and of course, breaking news, until the season starts, and it'll be two times a week. The Minnesota, if you like hockey, the Wild Off Ice podcast, also hosted by me, basically after every game is what that one's going to entail. After every game recapping, and of course, always breaking news and trade deadline stuff. Vikings are 8-1. We are one of them now. We are one of those teams, and guess what? That comes with expectation of one of those teams. And I can't wait to be along for the ride. 